Now, you are not recording alone. We're recording together. We're recording together in a room. Make music. What the f*** is going on down there? Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast, which is the podcast for the week of April 13, being recorded on April 20th, 420! This is all my fault. Uh, I went on an Easter trip, and uh, we Yeah, you went on a trip, 420, you went on a trip! I was hoping that someone could get that together while you and I were both making all those acapella noises. I was uh, frantically looking for it. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, decided I was on an Easter trip and decided semi-collectively to just record after I got back. And uh, so here we are. Seth, I was walking, I was on a long walk today. And I walked by the Royal Theatre uh, in, in Toronto and uh, saw that they had a big sign saying, we are playing Cheech and Chong's movie, Up in Smoke. And I was I was almost going to take a picture and put it on Twitter and try to spend more than five tweets lengthily explaining why they're doing that on April 20. And then it was really raining, so I couldn't get Would you out. have to explain? I Don't wanted people kind of know no, what's I want, up? I wanted to see how long I could take to explain such a straightforward thing. Oh. Uh, have you ever seen Up in Smoke? Actually, I haven't. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's always been like, well, it's like, if there's a pile of movies in front of me I'm going to watch, it's always like two piles away, just out of reach. Like, I'm always about to watch it next week, and then I don't. Yeah, I would say with Cheech and Chong movies, the first two were good, and then they start sliding downhill. <laughs> and by the time they get to the Brothers Karamazov, it's like, oh boy. Maybe stop. Oh boy. Uh, but hi, Seth. You're also on the podcast. Hi. Uh, I'm here. You're here. We're all here. It's 420. Ah! It's 420. Yeah, I just I, I was I was full on snobbing it today going like, oh, oh, cute Ontario kids. I grew up in B.C. All right. I know all I know all about your hot ganja skunk fresh spliff bong skag grass all right yeah well every year there's like a big smoke out in golden gate park in san francisco and on the news this morning they're like how is the big smoky thing gonna be different this year it's like well it's legal this year so (laughs) probably less cops and oddly less people showing up (laughs) yeah It's, it's not cool anymore man Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm be- that is a cynical thing for me to say. I'll admit it. Yeah, and let's cops probably don't make much sense because it's not like they did anything about it before. It was always just allowed to happen. So now they are more legally not doing something. Uh, Seth, we actually we got a we got a solid piece of uh, this actually came out before four twenty, so whatever. But we got a solid piece of uh, of Transformers toy news we can dig our teeth into. They came up before what? 420. Ah, that feels good. 
Uh, they put up um, pre-order info for three more Transformers Legends releases of Titans Return toys, so now we know how Takara Tomy's going to do them over in Japan. Uh, we are seeing that they are going to do the Shark Takan in cartoony colors, and he's going to come with a new uh, Scourge Sweep head, which has a new face sculpt where Scourge has a weirder-looking mustache. It's upturned, like he's like a fancy dandy from the turn of the century or something some some people uh, said that it kind of makes him look like wario and some people also pointed out that his mustache is similar in shape to karan's mustache from the new netflix voltron series neither of which i think were intentional but i have no idea where this mustache shape is coming from other than that that or dandies but hey it's it's a double troop builder pack you get a troop builder and you get a troop builder titan master with it yeah, well, if you want to mix up your, make your scourges and sweeps a little more different looking, then that's handy. Yeah, yeah, especially if you don't want to go like the Shapeways route or something where you have to paint stuff. This just, this just gives you more. Uh, well, I think- and it's kind of smart to have that come with Sharkticon, where you're going to have people wanting to troop build Sharkticons and want to troop build sweeps. Yeah. The, the only thing I think that would have topped this off perfectly is if they included tiny little stickers so you could put numbers on the sweeps. Because that's a thing they did in the the comic that came with Japanese Scourge, is there were like seven or eight of them, and they all had little na- like number name tags on their chests. Huh. Um, so that that would have been cute. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm totally down for a triplicate of these Sharkticons to go with my triplicate of other Sharkticons, and then I get a triplicate of extra little sweet men too. Um, Seth, how are you feeling about the Japanese Sharkticon? I think it looks really good. Um. Maybe of all of these, I think I like it the best. It's definitely got, like, the most solid presentation. Like, yeah. there's there's nothing that you have to kind of go, well, they're trying to go for this when you look at it. Like, it's just, now, it looks these, good. Oh, are these actual colors, or is this a mock-up thing? Because um, it's in such a white void, where these yeah. other pictures, it's, it's a little tinge of gray. Is this just a colored, are these colored AutoCADs? I don't think these are AutoCADs looking at all of these photos. Like, these, this looks like the physical toy, but I think there's a good chance it's a hand paint. Um, like, the shot where you see the little sweep inside his mouth, uh, looks that looks like a physical toy, like the way the shadows fall on it. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they just, they yeah, they shot it in front of a, the super white background, um, whereas the, the other two toys... They might have photoshopped it out or something. Like, I'm looking, I'm, lean, I'm leaning way in and looking close at the leg of the... The uh, pointless robot mode. Yeah. That's his alt mode. That's his disguise. Yeah. How he fits in. Uh, It looks like there's kind of a dark line along the one edge. So maybe they photoshopped out the whatever background it was on to make it that infinite white void. Yeah. And it is weird that like those photos came out with the other two guys who are like more clearly on a white uh, tabletop. Because uh, they also showed what they're going to do for Hot Rod and Cup. Uh, let's, let's start by talking about Hot Rod, Hot Rodimus. Uh, he is going to come with a Headmaster, like the American version. He's also going to come with a Target Master. And after a whole bunch of back and forth, and me mostly just watching people talk, it seems like the new, like him, him and Cup both come with Target Masters, and it seems like they are entirely new to toys. Like they're not uh, Power Core Combiner Target Masters. They, in fact, are both, I'm pretty sure they're both different from each other because they have, like, different chests, at least. Um, 
and uh, they're you know they're just they're taller than a Titan Master, and then the the kind of weird things actually on cups. So I won't talk about that yet. But with Hot Rod, he's also got a new chest, uh, which has some translucent parts and a rotating engine block. Um, so it because uh, I I just got Titans Return Hot Rod uh, this last week, so now I actually do see how much different this Japanese one is. And kind of how the chest looks worse in some ways, because it doesn't uh, reshape the way that the Titans Return chest reshapes. Although it does gain a kind of cool effect and a cool gimmick with the flippy engine cover, so I don't know. But uh, the little Headmaster is far more painted and looks kind of like a tiny hot rod. Um, so it makes for a good partnership with the very G1-y gray Target Master. Um... I mostly am down for this figure because of the Target Master, and then I'm supporting that with I like black boots on my hot rod. So I'm I'm kind of down for this. But uh, Seth, how about you? Uh, I was distracted because I was really focusing in on this whole Sharkticon thing, <laughs> trying to trying to find the Photoshop lines. Yeah, well, so I went to the Sharkticon mode and I zoomed way way in on his tail mace. Yeah, and you could see a little thin line of the original rest of the picture so yeah they just whited out the background that's fine um yeah hot rod uh, the the clear plastic thing on the chest is kind of cool um and then i think the thing that i feel like i'm missing out the most with both hot rod and cup is the fact that they come with a target master yeah um but I don't know if I think Hot Rod is so much better that I feel like I'm missing out on anything except for the Target Master. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I, at first I didn't really have an opinion on it, but now that I've seen how the, like, you know, in person how the toy works in the North American version, uh, the silhouette that that new chest causes is kind of worse because it just gives him, like people were saying to me on Twitter, it kind of just gives him a big plank for a chest. Uh-huh. And the North American one folds away some of that front fender bumper area so that he has a bit more of a defined torso. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it looks bad, but I would definitely give that part, like, I'd give the point to the American one. Ugh. My American one just fell over while I was trying to look at his chest. Um, Typical American ones. Yep, it's friggin' on a, hey, you know what day it is? It's the day when it falls over. All right, it's 420. All right, hot rods... <laughs> Got some of that hot spliff up in this his. Is that what they say? So it is, somebody might. It is now. <laughs> uh, the last I don't know what your I don't know what your Canadian stoners say. I'm I'm uh, I'm pulling from the Queen's English here, so you know. Bear in mind, maybe we're not all matching up perfectly. Uh, the third figure that was revealed, as I said, was Cup. He also comes with a Target Master. And his original reveal was very gray. And then uh, a, a day or three later, I'm going to count. Oh, more than a day or three, like nine days later, uh, his pictures were updated with a slightly more turquoise shade, which looks a lot more Cup than the, the light gray that was shown first. Um... Both of those colors technically are colors he's appeared in in season three because of the various <laughs> ways season three got a little technically wonko. Uh, so I wasn't like flipping a table over over the gray, but I like the I like the the final product shots a lot more. Um, well, I, when those updated pictures came out, I saw some people on Twitter tweeting stuff like "Rest in peace, cut pre-order." 
What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, huh, well, do people really dislike it that much? It's not that different, but it's kind of different, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, if going from gray to this, like, darker turquoise is going to kill it for you, then all the power to you. I prefer it personally. Yeah, I, I prefer it too. And I could have sworn everyone didn't like the gray when <laughs> the gray showed up on that reveal day. Maybe I just saw the one person that didn't yeah. like it. I don't yeah. even remember who it was now. Pe people like what they like. But uh, this cup has a lot of retooling as well. Um, he's got a different face than the North American cup, which is way more Hell of a yeah, it does. It's a way more of a cartoon cup, so he's a lot more gentle looking. And uh, he has new shoulders, too, because the American Cup has big square shoulders. This guy has round shoulders, which uh, does lessen the effectiveness of the top of his vehicle mode by a smidge, but not in a way that really wrecks anything for me. Um, also, so here's the weird thing about this guy. So his target master looks like, you know, a target master would. Um, his headmaster still seems to be painted like his target master so that shot where you can see like the target master standing next to the open cockpit vehicle mode yeah it looks like the target master is like he it's like the vehicle mode opened up and the target master is all shocked because he just saw a tiny version of himself driving cup and now he doesn't know which one is real like they both have the same face with the blue visor and like the white mouth and everything uh no. i think the rest of their bodies are different yeah yeah totally but I don't know. I like don't, I, I mean, I kind of gray helmet, lighter gray face, blue visor, and, but otherwise, I didn't think they were twinsies. I think uh, I think it's because like whereas Rodimus like painted the Titan Master to look like a tiny hot rod, not painting this one to look like a tiny cup makes me wonder if they are just going to go for the angle that like no these guys are actually just both the same dude, like you know multiverse games to to let that happen. Uh, I don't mind that at all. I think it's kind of cool. But uh, this cup is... Uh, is I, I haven't messed with North American Cup yet, so I don't have much of an opinion on the toy, but I'm liking the look of this package. Um, I, I like I like these new Target Masters uh, at a glance. Like, we'll see when they actually come out. But I, I, I really like what they did with Cup here. Um, I think that it helps that he has paint on the canopy and stuff. Like he just, He has a much better finish to him much like Japanese Blur has a much better finish over Titan's Return Blur. Yeah, I have the American Cup, and it's all right. Um, but I like the colors way better on the Japanese one. Uh, the Japanese one, the head looks more like Cup, but also kind of weird. Yep. <laughs> but the North American head looks kind of weird and less like Cup. <laughs> so I'd have to give the point to the Japanese head hmm. being closer to not weird, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah he's got those, yeah. he's got those weird, like, it's like he doesn't have sunken cheekbones. He just doesn't have cheeks. Yeah. And he's got those weird eye bags and that's all cup. So, you know. Yeah. Like the shape of the mouth and the hardness of like the cheek lines almost makes him look like a gray alien kind of a face yeah um but the like the helmet shape is way more recognizable as cup to me mm. um i probably won't replace the cup i already got but uh if i didn't already have that cup like if i was having trouble finding it or something then 
then I'd probably just wait and, and get the Japanese one, but I'll probably just stick with what I got at this point. Yeah, I'm uh, right right now I kind of I kind of put tentative tentative placeholder pre-orders down on all three of the reveals cuz I like what they're doing and I uh, I really like Takara Tomy's Titan Masters. Like I, putting a lot of paint on those little guys really pops for me. But uh it, it's also like these these are these are going for such a different thing. Like the whole thing of America going for toy colors and Japan going for cartoon colors is made for a lot of great choices for people, I think. Uh, and seeing these target masters answers a lot of questions I was having about like what are they gonna do with the latter half of Titans Return now that all the actual headmaster guys are done, and uh, so if they're gonna if they're gonna maybe start populating in these target masters that's super cool like that answers the questions I had about what they were gonna do with like Trigger Happy Misfire and uh, Slugslinger like I'm assuming now they'll probably do up a target master for at least one of them uh, also means like. You know, Blur and Scourge kind of got screwed out of having target masters, but you know that's what they get for coming out first, like a couple of keeners. Um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what else Legends does with the Titans Return stuff. But this this stuff I thought all looked pretty fine. You know, not uh, not earth shaking, but a whole bunch of really cool choices made. Um, and that brings us Seth to uh, to our listener question for the day. Okay. This comes from from uh, I almost threw a couple extra L's into his name. This comes from Cl- Clapton Slowbrolol, Captain Slowbro. Uh, he says, "Dear Vangelis and Company, it's me, Captain Slowbro. Yada yada, etc. etc." No, actually, what were you gonna write in there? I want to know what the yada yada etc. etc. is after you say what your name is. I'm curious now. Like, was probably it probably just... just generic platitudes? Well, you know, write write them down. I can't, I don't want to think of my own platitudes. It seems kind of egotistic. Like writing platitudes for myself in my head. Lay lay some colorful platitudes down. Give me some of that that word fruit salad. Uh, there's a question here too, which says, since getting deeper into the fandom, I've found that the way I collect has changed. Specifically, from Vangelis, I have noticed I buy figures more for aesthetic or engineering rather than just filling a slot. It's heightened my enjoyment of collecting and makes toy buying feel fresher. My questions, have any of you felt you've been influenced by someone in the fandom in a way that's related to the fandom? Has a person or group affected the way you enjoy Transformers or other toy lines? Cheers! Click. Uh, all is forgiven for for the yada yada by putting that click in. Excellent question. Well, perfect, perfectly written question. Um, so Seth, in the in, in the time you've been in this Transformers fandom, is there any way you can think of where like the way you enjoy the fandom has been like really specifically affected by other people you've met? For the positive or negative? Let's say positive <laughs> for now. <laughs> then yes, like going to conventions and getting to hang out with the people i only knew through the internet was very positive Mm -hmm. for the most part (laughs) except for that one guy (laughs) one guy i wish it was only one guy boy let me tell you oh let me tell you about some good no uh Uh, i I agree with you i I think like kidding i'm just kidding i'm just kidding if if there is like one answer like almost a universal answer to this to this question it is that you're like i think the experience one has with this fandom, at least this one specifically, uh, changes irrevocably once you go to a convention and meet other fans and actually talk to other people about this uh, this interest. Like it, it, it changed it 
cosmically for me when I started going out to conventions in, in the early aughts. Uh, in, in ways that have affected the way I enjoy Transformers to this day. Um, but I think, like, like uh, trying to think of another way that I've been affected uh, by other people. Um, I guess, like, seeing the way other people enjoy figures in ways I don't uh, doesn't make me then enjoy those figures, but it, it makes me stop asking the really dumb question of, uh, why'd they make that? You know, like, like getting, getting to know why other people enjoy stuff that I don't care for, uh, it just, it just makes it, makes it a lot more chill, makes it a lot easier to, to just see news items come up and go like, oh, I know, I know who that's for. Um, you know, like, like every time I hear a little that's tidbit. That's for that one idiot who doesn't know how to like things right. <laughs> that's for those weirdos who buy statues. Uh, you know, specifically, like, every time I get a little tidbit from someone who's like, well, here's why I think the Prime 1 stuff is kind of cool, it's like, okay, like, I, I only seem to get, like, scraps and tidbits, which still makes me question exactly who those things are being made for, but the audience does exist, and, uh, and I like, I like to learn why other people enjoy things rather than just try to kill joy all over them. Um, but yeah, I don't know, why don't we, if you got one, Seth, why don't you uncork a negative one? Um, well, you know, like things got really weird around the time that all the stolen Chinese stuff was becoming a deal and people getting kind of weird through YouTube about who had the rights to be the first one to put up a video about this or that. But that, that was, that was a negative time, I would think. Yeah, there was a, back in like, yeah, 08, 09, uh, I guess a bit of 2010 it, it was it, it was easy to, to really get just mired in in not even being able to enjoy the toys because all you could you could think of was like oh what's what's the new thing where two people are screaming at each other about who got what first yeah uh, it was like weird beef between youtubers that was also kind of around the time where there was some heat between various message boards yeah and now maybe I'm just more detached from it because I don't post hardly ever on TFW except for outside the the or except for in the podcast forum itself. So like I don't really know what the the interboard politics are these days. But and if there is hot beef between boards, I'm glad not to be aware of it because who needs who needs that my, who my... needs that level of tribalism. My my experience is that with the advent of social media and the advent of uh, oddly enough, in some ways, it almost feels like the advent of of more product to talk about. <laughs> it's it, it's kind of killed the whole thing of like the boards being these weird micro cities that people live in and and, and uh, you know throw rocks at the other ones from. And I, and I I said it many times. I'm super glad that all that stuff seems to be pretty dead for the most part because. Uh, it's probably the one thing you can I, I can look back on in this fandom and feel really stupid to have ever had any kind of opinion on. Because um, it, it is tremendously dumb. Like, all it took really was Facebook and Twitter, even, just getting big enough to go, like, the message boards exist for reasons that still are viable and, and valuable to this day, but the idea that they are the be-all and end-all, uh, I'm glad that it's it's not the case whatsoever anymore. Um, I also keep trying to mute the mic every now and then because I got these 
there are these sirens that are not nice melodic sirens going by, but they were, they were like the sirens that sound like someone just sort of jammed a pipe up a cat with like a meat grinder attached to the other end and were just twirling the thing. Uh, it was unpleasant. Um, I, I was going to say, like, if I had a, a negative one that I know I've talked about on here before, uh, it's actually that the the, the way that the uh, I'll just say the third party sub forum is the easiest way to refer to it has has changed over the years, has actually really put me off of a lot of that discussion. Um, and I, and I've I think I've not been very subtle about how I feel about some of that stuff on the podcast. And uh, I know that there was a period where I was a whole lot more just like everything is fantastic. And I want and these are all amazing ideas. I still like the ideas, but especially with the rise of the masterpiece alike market, uh, bringing this really acidic tone to a lot of th- of, of uh, not entire threads, but a lot of a lot of strings of dis- discussion like that has affected me a lot. It's made it's made me uh, a lot meaner to masterpiece alike toys uh in the way i react to them uh than like stuff that i would consider to be a little more creatively driven uh and that i think is definitely in part due to interactions that i've watched but the bright side is uh with the two negatives seth's negative kind of no longer exists as far as i can tell and my negative will go away when uh the unofficial market once again changes and i think that the change is already starting to happen so thank goodness um because there are so many more positives like even stuff like rescue bots stuff i would have just ignored like every now and then i'll just get this one message or one reply or catch a bit of one conversation that makes me want to go and kind of dip my toe back into the in, into those little lakes that i don't really interact with in transformers and usually it's pretty rewarding um it's it's how I get to see wonderful things like flobsters, flying lobsters. Seth, they're flobsters. Yeah. What happens when lobsters fly? Um, this is a uh, one of those questions where I'd also love to hear uh, or read, I guess, some replies in the thread of uh, from listeners of. Let's keep it to the positive ones. What with it being on the message board, uh, of of ways that uh, you've been. Was the word influenced by others in the fandom, or just the way you enjoy stuff? Um, is it outside of Transformers, Seth? Is there anything uh, like any of your other interests been impacted by the way other people interact with them? Like uh, any ways that you, for instance, might appreciate the video game uh, that was part and parcel for how you saw someone else interact with it? Well. Yeah, um, well, with video games, like, just if a game is getting, like, a big buzz, I'll be more likely to at least consider playing it. I mean, I'm not gaming nearly as hard as I used to, but, Mm. um, like, I remember when Modern Warfare came out, I, like, totally had written that off, because at the time I was feeling, like, a more... Like like a a war game set in a more current time period, beginning in a location where like the Iraq War was still pretty fresh. Yeah. Um. It it seemed too too gross, <laughs> but some of the people who I was playing other games with were like, "You should check it out. You should check it out. It's really good." And then I ended up loving it. 
So, and then, you know, like all that I'm hearing about these days seems to be the, the new Zelda game. Yeah. To the point where, um, there was a danger that I was going to see a switch available for purchase in a store one day recently. And I was just like, Oh, you know, like this morning, some people were saying like best buy has got a bunch in and I don't see any. And my girlfriend's like, well, why don't you just ask the guy? Maybe they have them. Like then there's too real of a chance that I'm going to end up buying it. (laughs) And, and maybe I should wait and not just buy it. He's like, well, you don't have to buy it just because you ask. I'm like, I think it would just end up happening, though. <laughs> I mean, it's it, the easiest thing in the world is you get someone to to go look for something and then convince yourself, well, I made them do the work. Mm-hmm. Now, now I've got to make it worth both of our time. Yeah, I'm watching stuff like the Giant Bomb Quick Looks. There's been games where I just wasn't aware of that. It was like, oh, that seems cool. Yeah. I'll now, check that out. All, all those examples totally apply to me, too. Like, um... 2016 hitman i would never have even given it a second thought if not for all the video coverage i saw that it turns out i actually really like that game now that i've played it myself um and and i i felt similarly about uh zelda and modern warfare in those two time periods because like zelda it's just always been a game that that other people play that i hear about and then i got to have some hands-on time with it and i was like no this, this feels great and like modern warfare I only played because of how much everyone I knew online and in real life were saying this is such a really cool game because I was like, uh, the setting of it didn't engage me whatsoever. Uh, and to this day, I still, if you ask me like to tell you about the characters of Modern Warfare, I don't have much to say. There's this really cool guy with a skull mask that like gets killed and then I don't really care anymore. Uh, I, I, I think he was called Ghost. I can't remember. I was really confused when they put out a, a series called Ghosts, and I thought it was about him, and it wasn't. It bummed me out. But, um... Steven Ghostman. Steve Ghostman. Expert military guy. Um... What about when people mailed you games? Well, that was amazing, because I would have <laughs> never even thought about... Like, again... I wouldn't have thought about playing Mass Effect 1 until somebody <laughs> just, like, straight up sent it to me. And I had to do work to pick that thing up because it, it ended up going through like a, a courier service that had a distro center like 50 minutes away from my house at the time. <laughs> well, you posted that video where you opened it like out on the sidewalk and you were like, I get it. And <laughs> I forgot about that video. Yeah. And I didn't get that you were doing that for comedic effect. Yeah. And I thought maybe I had. Uh, pissed you off but like, <laughs> and i was like oh oh uh oh. maybe i went too far maybe i shouldn't have uh, that game. Uh, uh, i should apologize for being nice to somebody this is what I maybe yeah. i should apologize for being nice why i'm so sorry that i sent you something that i troubled you with this free video game entertainment uh but yeah, um, I, I, was I also thinking... passed that uh, Saints Row. Off. Oh yeah, but that was the copy I was done with. So it's not like I just I bought it. I was like, I've a hundred percent of this. I know from the way I play games that I'm never going to put this in again. 
I'm going to pass on to somebody that I think might appreciate it. Instead of getting $2 for it at best, or at a electronic, not even electronic, but like GameStop. It's Electronics Boutique up here in Canada. There Thank used you. to be EBs around here. And then they got bought out by GameStop and shut down. Woof. Yeah. Woof. Um, I, I was just thinking about one other thing that I could throw in off topic that I was influenced by other people in my uh, my enjoyment of. And uh, I think that uh, there are a lot of ways that doing podcasts with other tokusatsu fans kind of helped me appreciate or figure out the reasons why I enjoy stuff from that that wider genre, but also helped me kind of realize that there are parts of it I'm never really going to engage with. Uh, and, and, you know, related to that, understanding why other people enjoy those parts I I'm never going to engage with. Like, it, I love understanding better why people like stuff that I don't like is a for whatever reason when it comes to like pop culture things especially like collectibles and stuff that's also close to what I am into I I really like understanding why other people enjoy those things rather than just going like ah this thing doesn't exist for any reason in my worldview I even I even tried my best to understand pop vinyls and I kind of get it but I still feel really bad about those things, given the way that friends of mine end up buying their first one and the way they sound when they do. Because it never they never sound happy. They sound like they were beaten in a game of some kind. And I, I don't know. <laughs> Something nefarious about that. Um, but I hope that answered your question, Captain Slowbro. Thank you very much for sending that over. Um, Seth, let's, uh, let's, let's bop our way over to the, what we got this week. Okay. Time of the week. Did you, uh, find any, tra any transformers this week? You okay? I don't know what that was. <laughs> you amused yourself with it at the very least. Yeah. Oh, this is great over here. I got three transformers. Who were they? We're going to start small and we're going to start domestic. We're going to start with Kickback. All right. I got a Kickback. He's cool. You got a Kickback, so you think he's great, he's perfect. Subscribe, yeah. pre-order right now. Just it's use nothing my, wrong. Use my code. Yeah. It's 100%. 100%. Uh, no, he's good. I mean, there's... I wouldn't say there's... I have nitpicks with him so much as... It just feels okay. Like they did good enough. Yeah. Like it's not bad, but it's not great. It's just good enough. C. <laughs> Give it a C. Yeah. I, I the only thing about him because I just transformed him the other day after a long time of not transforming him into bug mode. I, I I think it's really clever the way that they got the geometry just right for his forearms to turn into bug butt. But uh -huh. it's such a like. It feels the whole time like I'm doing something wrong until the arms yeah. lock in. Like, I I wish that didn't feel so bad. <laughs> yeah, well, even when I got him in position, I was like, is this right? Is this yeah. what they... Is, that's what they decided? All right, that's what they did with the arms. It feels all flexy and like I'm stressing stuff, and it's just not nice. Yeah, then I also got... A shark to con. Welcome to Club Shark. I've Enjoy only seen one ever on the shelf, and I grabbed it. All right, I just grabbed it. I just swatted off the peg and into the shopping cart. Tell and me, and I went. There's also kickback, and I just picked it up normally and placed it in the shopping cart. 
tell me how great the robot mode this disguise is. It's completely it doesn't even need to be there. Well, it's a Transformers product. That's it has to yeah. be there so he has a, well, an alternate mode. I mean, fine. And it also illustrates the struggle of the Sharkticon to fit in in a world of bipedal robots. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's bipedal anyway. I know, but, you know, regular, quote-unquote, bipedal <laughs> robots. Uh, yeah, so I transformed into shark mode. And that's how he's going to live. Isn't he a lovely little shark? Yeah, no, he's cool. It's a little ball of, a little ball of ugly. And I jammed a, a hamburger in his mouth and... Yeah. That was pretty cool. Made kickback hold a, a instant ramen with chopsticks. That's related to off-topic stuff. Oh. Uh, and then the last thing I got on topic was Masterpiece Megatron. Oh, Jiminy Cricket. I saw you take a photo of him, and I was like, man... I somehow didn't know if Seth was really going to get that toy or not. Well, I mean, I've just kind of been getting the masterpieces, so... Yeah, um, so how, how, how are you liking that piece? Because I haven't handled one yet. Um, the robot mode is pretty great, as everyone seems to be saying. I, I really like the robot mode. Um... It, it's sort of like not it's like you can put them in gun mode but then what are you going to do with them it's uh, kind of hold it it's, and it, then hope you don't break the barrel off it's the it's the <laughs> long weird discussion to have about a high-end g1 megatron because like he's got to transform or he's got to not transform and cost a lot less yeah but then that that which makes was a, a thought that crossed my mind like if they like did a simplified version that didn't transform but had great articulation and a cool silhouette, that would have been okay. So that, that that's the weirdest. Savings. That's the weirdest conversation I think you can have with Transformers fans right now because there are a lot of people. You tell them that idea, they say, "Well, I don't want to buy a Transformer that doesn't transform," and it's kind of like, "Well, w- will you transform this?" Because like I I love transforming toys. Don't get me wrong, but. When it comes to guys like Megatron and Soundwave, whose alt modes are kind of goofs, yeah, would would it not work? And, and also, the number of masterpiece collectors who don't transform their toys more than once, would it not behoove everyone to have the option to to save money on a feature you're not going to engage with? And then it, it creates because there's this really weird knee jerk people have where it's like, I don't want giant action masters. They're called transformers for a reason, and it's like, do, well, do you transform it? Like. You know, it's I wish people didn't knee jerk so hard at non-transforming Transformers toys. Well, I've been saying for years now, if somebody did a line of non-transforming Transformer figures that looked really good and had really good articulation, I would be interested in it. So yeah. far, the only people who have done that have been like 3A and they're hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Like, I don't want something that's hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah, I, it's it, the thing that I think sucks is I, I, I feel like, you know, kind of like how if it's a licensed third-party piece like a 3A Optimus, um, it can't transform and it, and it feels like a very stockholder or shareholder reason of like, you know, we don't want other companies making better transforming stuff because we're the Transformers company, but they, they can use the character likenesses. I almost feel like the fact that like licensed third-party non-transforming figures 
the fact that they're always, you know, giant and or expensive and or highly stylized, it, it feels like that comes from the same vein of like, you know, we want these to be those artists representations. We don't want them to be doing the perfect G1 Megatron because we should be doing it. And it, if if that could relax we'll a little bit more. Then. Yeah, <laughs> if it could like, I, I bet you a lot of those those companies that end up doing those really expensive and artistic pieces, I bet you a lot of them would just like to do a good darn g1 transformer robot mode and i i feel like that's something that they are discouraged from doing in some way yeah well there was that third party company a couple years back that did that a devastator yeah yeah, that big ass devastator and i think that thing's really fun yeah i like yeah i love that toy uh it was a bummer it cost so much but it's such a nicely built piece of of action figure yeah when you got that a a few weeks back or a couple months ago however long it's been and you were talking about on it on the even show and you're like i don't know anybody that got this i was like i got that i got i got that i got that i got that in chicago yeah you, you saw me hold it the thing so when we <laughs> now you're into, all like i'm the only one that ever got this when we went Screw into you. when i was turning on skype to call you for this recording uh, and i was looking at the deluxes i got i was like i'm noticing a theme over these last couple months where I constantly seem to just not remember what anyone else on the podcast has ever bought. Well, that's because you're an egomaniac. It's true, but I used to be better at hiding it. And so <laughs> I'm like, is there just something broken in my head? So I, I just constantly assume that A, no one else has bought what I bought, and B, simultaneously, everyone else has already bought it and I forgot. So I just got to have both those thoughts in my mind as being the truth, and then everything's cool. They are conflicting, I admit, entirely. <laughs> One totally negates the other. Well, that Devastator's forgivable because it kind of came and went without a whole lot of fanfare, it seemed. It's something that just, like, happened. Well, when I got it, I went and looked. I was like, weren't there more? And then, like, I, I saw they had prototypes for, like, a Predaking and I think a Superion that never came out. And I was like, damn it. Like, I, I kind of wish those came out, but... It's also my fault because I waited like four, three or four years to buy the toy. So I, I certainly didn't help. But yeah, anyway, we, the Masterpiece Megatron certainly transforms. That's where we got this going from. It sure does. And apparently you got to be really careful when you do. Yeah. I saw pictures of broken ones. The one that was really broken, so far I have not seen that replicated. So I, I got to wonder if maybe that was an edge case. Like the one where it had like a leg ripped off and like the barrel torn off. Yeah, that that doesn't. Well, I seem... saw I saw a barrel broken off. I didn't say I didn't see the leg. Okay, it was a batch of pictures where it was the barrel broken picture and then also like someone same batch of pictures like an entire leg ripped off at the hip. Yeah, I missed the leg. It was it was not pleasant to see. That looked like an expensive break. Um, but yeah, so have you actually transformed him? Yes. How does that process feel? Like, does it, does it, does it, I know it's complicated, but like, does the yeah. toy like feel all right while you're doing it? Like it doesn't feel all higgledy piggledy. No, it's okay. Um, but like, I think it was on the last even show or maybe the one before, like I, I listened to, to catch up. I listened to like three episodes in a row. Oh. Um, but I think it was on an even show. I think you guys had a question about, um, like what what's the line between complicated and simple or something yeah 
and it's maybe a little farther down the complicated train than i i enjoy and like you guys were trashing masterpiece grimlock for being simple and basically being the the g1 transformation which is one of the things that i love about masterpiece grimlock Mm. that it it was so close and it still worked like I'd, i'd never felt like i was getting gypped on the masterpiece experience by having grimlock be simpler was I trashing that, or was Aaron trashing that? Uh, might have been TJ trashing it. All right, because I, I I know <laughs> I had, was one of you. I had I had an unpleasant <laughs> thing to say about the figure, but my unpleasant thing was just that I think that whole figure kind of suffers for that attempt to have the the, the waggy head yeah. shake gimmick. Yeah, because I think if you if that was taken away, that toy would still transform as nice and cleanly, but or nice and simply, but it would feel a lot less like a weird jiggly thing. When you're in yeah. the middle of transforming it. Yeah, and when the last odd show we were talking about pictures of the, the Megatron and I said it looked like in one of the shots the the arm maybe had a panel knocked out of place. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. So like his forearm isn't like a perfect box. Yeah. Like it's ninety degree angles, like three ways around, and then the back of the arm that you don't really see when looking at it straight on uh, isn't, it it doesn't lay straight across. It kind of dips in at a bit of an angle. And so there's just lots of hinges and stuff that you see on them, Mm. especially from behind. Um, So I don't know if they could have done anything different to simplify it and still have it work. Um, but it's just, it's kind of another reason to not transform him again. It just, the time, time it takes, like, as you guys were answering that question about, um, things being complicated and if, and what your preferences are, like, if it takes me more than 20 minutes to transform something, I kind of feel like I'm spending too much time on it. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, if you do it more, then it's not going to take that long. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want it to sound like I'm really trashing on it cause it, that's not really an aspect that I cared that much about anyway. Yeah. It's, it's just, I think it's an important thing to, to cover, you know, I guess like early yeah. on. Cause like, you know, as an expensive toy, I think a lot of, not entirely, but a lot of that price tag is how insanely heavily engineered the transformation is. Right. Uh, to I like having watched two or three people transform it on YouTube. Uh, I, I think it's it's astounding and extremely impressive the way that 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 process works. Like I, I'm I'm really looking forward to messing with that in person for my own tastes. Yeah, uh, and they did a great job getting it to do what it needed to do to be G1 Megatron. Yeah. Um, so to get the robot mode as good as it is, it had to be what it is. But I, um, it also makes me really want to like, when, when I see someone say, oh, I want to get MP36 and I, I'm never going to transform it, but I want to buy it. It makes me want to grab them and go like, you got to take a second here and yeah, think just of do it once and then you did it and then you don't have to do it anymore. I know, but it's, it's like, it's like, yo, take, just take a second. Think about where your money is going here. Cause like if you, if you buy this toy, you're a good 25% of that money you're paying for that transformation. 
Yeah. Uh, well, and then when people were debating like the thickness of the handle and the accuracy of the gun mode, it's like just get a gun. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's not. It's not. It's not his fault, but because uh, it's the thing people want to know. But like, I watched Pia's video uh, or the first chunk of Pia's video about the figure, and one of the fir- one of the things he immediately covers was like, you know, this gun feels pretty. Like gun mode feels pretty comfortable. Probably the most comfortable feeling Megatron gun mode in hand. And I just once again, I was just like, who is that for? <laughs> <laughs> and and the, the problem is, I know who that's for because I've seen them. I've heard from them. They exist, and that's that's great. You know, I, I don't begrudge you guys. You just don't make sense to me. It's <laughs> like, well, Masterpiece Sideswipe's all right. His vehicle mode's all right, but it's not big enough for me to actually drive around in. I don't fit in this. <laughs> I fit better into Masterpiece Inferno's driver's seat than Masterpiece Sideswipe's driver's seat on the sliding scale of me fitting into toy car seats. Yeah, like I I watched a video a couple weeks ago um uh on uh Adam Savage's channel where uh I think it was Norm from previously of tested. He's he's still untested. Is tested still a thing? It is. It's uh, the, uh okay. it's I'm still subscribed. They changed the branding again. Now it is it is just Adam Savage's tested. All right. Yeah, so I think it was Norm and they they made a replica Han Solo blaster, and the basis they used was this uh, model kit from Japan. Mm. So, and it, it seems like that's a thing in Japan, like these super accurate gun model kits. Well, I mean that's prop replica, right? Like that—that that is that is a, a case where that makes sense to me because that's a model of a physical gun that exists in the world. Yeah, so maybe physi- I was going to say maybe if you want that super accurate gun maybe find one of these kits yeah and then apparently like the people who buy those kits because they want a super accurate replica of of this gun that the han solo blaster was built off of uh detest star wars fans because they're buying them all up and (laughs) hacksawing off the end of the barrel to mod it into this space gun i heard it no i heard about that i just realized that yeah that specific case I've heard about that some some years ago. I think on a tested video, actually. Yeah, because you can't get it into Han Solo shape without making irrevocable changes to it. Yeah. So you're basically <laughs> destroying destroying it in those people's eyes. I think you're making it more awesome, but whatever. Yeah. But uh, so, so setting the gun mode aside, that that robot mode, it sounds it sounds like you're digging it. Yeah. Like I, I don't have, like the only Star Scream I have is the original Green Scream. Yeah, but Megatron, Shockwave, and Soundwave all look pretty awesome together. Hmm. I like it. That, and that that Green and you Scream could is really you could really move his arms around. You could pose the hell out of his arms. Oh, the posability on that toy in robot mode looks like the fact that he's that frigging posable and also has that many moving transformation parts. Like the engineering nerd in me for this stuff is like super stoked. Well, did you see the picture I tweeted? This was a while ago now, like over a week ago where he had that cup of Robin and the chopsticks. I think so, because I think that's how I saw that you had that Megatron. Okay. Is, I, a lot of people tweeted a lot of pictures of that Megatron. 
Uh, you saw, you saw, you see Pia's picture of of that Megatron with Spider Man no. from the the Transformers comic cover. No. Oh, it looks awesome. It was, uh, I think it's Transformers number three. He basically just made that cover with a black Spider Man figure and that Megatron. It, no. it looked fantastic. I pulled the orange barrel plug out. Uh, you should have had to go. Should have left that in because th- that would make it more rare since everyone's pulling well, them out. Yeah. It came with a slip of paper that warned you. Don't do it. Don't do this. It said Megatron is an adult collectible toy and should not be used by children. Caution should be exercised when using this toy, and Megatron should never be used in a situation where it could be confused for a real gun. Like Robin Banks. Under federal law, all toy guns must have a permanent blaze orange plug at the end of the barrel. Do not, under any circumstances, remove the plug affixed to Megatron's barrel. You're a you're a goddamn criminal. That's what it you are. It came out really it came out real easy. Oh, I was gonna ask, like, was it even glued in at all? Or just... <laughs> yeah, with this real weak ass glue. <laughs> so I, I couldn't just pull it out with my fingers. Oh, okay. Um, but I just grabbed some pliers, and I just I barely twisted it. I twisted it like one degree, and I just and then you could hear the glue just giving way. And it's not like it's shredding or anything. It's like like rubber cement ish, so it's kind of just comes out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know, it's fine. Well. uh... I, what I wanted to ask you about with the robot mode is because um, that Megatron obviously comes with a, t- a ton of accessories, like a whole tray of accessories. Yeah. How do you feel about all those accessories and the fact that that's probably another 25% of what you paid for? Well, most of the accessories are cool. Like, I yeah. I really, really like the fact that his uh, laser mace was articulated. I actually, yeah. That's, that's great. I, That's fantastic. I, I actually uh, I, I I like that so much that I I had a brief moment where I was like, hey, why'd you even put a chain mace in there? What's the chain mace for? The articulated one's the one that actually can do stuff. Yeah, I, I like the chain one's cool for you know hanging loose, but yeah, that I love the <laughs> fact that for, hey man. hey you gotta hang loose on on four twenty yo. All right, I don't have any apps nearby to make the noise. Thank you. Got some extra honks for all you chain macers out there. That's some kind of thing. Just huffing <laughs> mace and then passing it over. Uh, yeah, then then the pistol he guns down prime and cold blood with <laughs> is neat. The the laser sword is fine. The the gun's more mm. notable. Um Faces are good. Super easy to swap the faces. So happy about that. Couldn't be easier to, unless they swap themselves. Um, what other accessories did he have? The uh, damaged parts. Oh, yeah. I haven't tried putting that on yet. I don't know how easy that is to swap. The crunky chest. Yeah, I didn't try swapping the chest piece. And then all the, um, you know, all the, all the, the, the gun extension parts, too. Like the yeah. stock and the uh, the yeah, I I just thought of that as part of the transformation. I kind of didn't even think of those as accessories. It's been inferred to me that that's not a silencer that's being put on him, but I I don't. It's a loudener. That's right. 
so people know that they're about to die. Uh, what I would love to see is going back to like when they had the reissue G1 Megatrons, just to see what it would cost. If they released that toy where it's just Megatron in robot mode with the fusion cannon and none of the other accessories except for like the faces. As like, you know, and then change all, change some part on him to be kind of blue or change the hue to be like more like the comic book or something. Like, I want to know what it would be like to sell like the, the quote unquote light version of MP36 where you just get a pistol that turns into Megatron with two extra faces. You don't want the safety Megatron. If hey, if it's in safety colors, then that's even better. <laughs> I just I just want to know what it would cost, uh, like just as a comparison to release that toy without a lot of those extra pieces and the extra bulk, uh, that that would make the shipping go up as well. But we'll see. But uh, overall, are you feeling pretty good about him? Yeah, no, I like him. He's All right. Cool. He's cool, man. Well, that's more expensive than everything I got put together. I think. Yeah. Actually, maybe not. I got some. I got some on-topic stuff too. Um, I got I got some new Titans Return toys I found while I was in America. Oh, uh, America! Ooh, fancy you! I found I found Look the red at me. I'm international. I cross borders and I have a passport. Yeah, <laughs> I take photos of American junk food and put it up on Twitter, wagging a finger at the entire country. Once I'm back in Canada, oh, I missed that part. Oh, I found okay. This, I don't know why this made me annoyed, but amidst all the billions of weird Oreos you guys have, I saw one called Oh, I saw that tri- triple double that. Oreos. Uh-huh. And I was like, you you don't well, you don't put triple double. That doesn't do the math. You know, well, didn't or, didn't the shield call their big three man finishing move the triple double power bomb? Yeah, or it, was look, it the double triple power look, bomb? Look how far that got them. That yeah, got got them all to title belts, I guess. But does anyone really? They they might have belts, but do they have happiness? Um, I don't know. Roman got flipped over in an ambulance. That's what he got for using double triple. Just. Wag my finger at you too. Um, but uh, I, I I picked up the rest of the wave three deluxes. I I picked up Breakaway Getaway because they had exactly one in the whole store, and I was like, well, this is stupid. But he's one per case, and I and I I, I kind of I like Getaway, but I don't like this toy, so I bought it anyway because I have no standards. And and it's it's like man, there are parts on this guy. If if they actually went a little bit harder into making him look like Getaway, this could have really worked. But that would have meant retooled shoulders. And given the amount of retooling across this line, I think that that's what makes this guy kind of suck as a Titans Return Deluxe in general. If he got the retooling that was given between Blur and Brainstorm to give him the big sticky outy shoulder things, even and just that, I think he would have worked as uh, as Getaway. But instead, he kind of sucks. Uh, I also got Twin Inferno and Rodimus. Uh, Twin Inferno and Rodimus. I love their transformations. Twin Inferno uh, is kind of not fun in either mode because he he can't really do very much in either mode. So you you kind of just transform him and have him standing there. Uh, but it's a it's a nice transformation, especially once you throw out the garbage instructions and look at a video to see how to tab the gray framey things from his feet together for his dragon mode. 
uh, once you see how it works, it, it, it works really well. But Twinferno is just... It, it, I just wish that both modes did just a little more because he's kind of a transformation for me as far as being like fun. Uh, Rodimus, I really like his transformation and uh, I was actually going to save talking about him except that Aaron's not going to be on the next episode and I wanted to rub in Aaron's face how great yeah. my Rodimus is. Rub his face. Because I, I think I kind of like Rodimus. Like he's got weird gangly arms but like on mine, the Titan Master connection for the head is fantastic. And yeah, why does Aaron hate it so much? Because well, I, mean, I heard his hate, and then I got one, and I was like, "This is uh, it's not that bad." Yeah, I, I mean, you got to ask him yourself, man. Like I, I tried. It's just, it's a wall. It's like talking to a wall. Uh, but uh, yeah, like Rodimus is, is you know, he's he's kind of just like a great update to 2006 Rodimus, where he's very unphotogenic, but kind of fun in person. Uh, he's he's got all the points of articulation I want. Um, some of his joints are just a little bit floppy, but uh, those are all like fixable things, and they're not floppy to the point of ruining the toy on my copy. I like the car mode a lot. I think the transformation's good. Um, I think he's worse than. A lot of other toys in the deluxe lineup, but that's only because a lot of the Titans Return deluxes are really good, and he's just like okay, but it's not like a bad okay. So I'm I'm cool with Rodimus. Um, I also got I got I got a thing I I tweeted earlier today. Uh, I'm gonna go find that picture, but I uh, so you know perfect effect and how they released like hands and feet for Combiner Wars guys. Yes. Uh, and then, like, how their first ones weren't super great, and then they did the ones for Bruticus that were all retooled and kind of just felt better. Um, there's a company, I don't even know what their name is, but they've basically knocked off the tooling of the Bruticus hands and feet and released them in a whole rainbow of colors. And I kind of ignored it at first, uh, also because I assumed that because it was called Simple Version, um, they didn't transform, but they do. Uh, and then I, I read on the thread, they're, they're not only identical in molding to the Perfect Effect versions, they actually feel exactly the same, if not in some ways slightly better on some copies, and they're released in far more colors than Perfect Effect ever did. And then I saw a special, slightly more expensive release, and I was like, I'm actually, I was actually mad that Perfect Effect didn't do this release, so I, I recently, um, picked these up off eBay. The other thing about Simple Version, they feel the same as Perfect Effect, they use the superior Bruticus molds, and they also cost way less than Perfect Effects, so I don't know what, it feels like Perfect Effect, like, made somebody mad, uh, and whoever that was stole their molds and made all their stuff for cheaper. But they released the Bruticus hands and feet in, like, differently colored feet to match Unite Warriors Bruticus. Uh, and so I, I, I decided to pick that up, and it is great, because if there's one thing I hate, it's how third-party add-ons have led a whole bunch of people to take Unite Warriors Bruticus, who's all in the nice cartoon colors with the weird, like, swindle and brawl-colored feet, and just give him gray feet, so he loses something that I think is really cool about the cartoon design. Uh, this fixes that while giving him real feet, and uh, I, I really like it. I tweeted this picture... <laughs> And a whole bunch, whole bunch of people say, hey, where do I get it? I said, eBay. They said, but there aren't any on eBay. I said, look for this search term on eBay. They said, I did. So somehow in the last week since I bought mine, they've all disappeared off eBay. Um, I did some digging around. I think I got to check on a desktop because this was on my phone. I think I found an auction that was like 
10 Canadian dollars more than what I paid, but I think that they are, they're still on eBay, just maybe some of the suppliers ran out. But just give it a week or two and just keep checking. The simple version stuff feels really good. And uh, they have like two different shades of blue. They got red, they got silver, they got white, they got black, they got purple. Um, the red, from what I understand from the TFW thread, is a better red for Combiner Wars Computron than the Computron hands and feet that Perfect Effect released themselves. So again, I don't know who Perfect Effect, you know, pissed off, but... <laughs> uh, someone decided to just run with it with their hands and feet. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with these things. Um, Seth, I don't know how much of a purist you are for cartoon Bruticus having a tan foot and a green foot, but I'm a, I'm kind of big on that. I mean, I don't know if I would say I'm a purist, but I mean, it's, I like it. He's cute. At least Mm. he's got matching booties. Um, and the one other thing I got, uh, just talk talk about it really briefly, is uh, this, I, I I I got this a while ago, but um, Kryn was hanging on to it for me because she's awesome. Uh, I got the the latest Master Made release. They're the guys who do the very highly designed uh, and super deformed base former uh, third party toys. So uh, their newest release is a Scorpionok called Destruction Scorpion, which is a fantastic name. Um, it's their biggest release as well. He's a good head taller and like head just wider in every direction than uh, their Metroplex, uh, Trypticon and Omega Supreme. Uh, he's got a working headmaster, uh, and he's, I really like him. Uh, there's just one thing about him, which is kind of a bummer, which is, uh, he's got these enormous ratchet joints in his arms, which sound huge uh but his hips are entirely friction in both directions the thing is also his those feet are just giant painted die cast pieces so i was like does this mean he's just gonna like tip over but his hip joints hold position rock solid when you try to move them they feel really loose and affected by the weight of the feet but then when you put him in a position and put him down, he doesn't tip over. So I, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I'll see how he feels like in a month or so. Maybe it'll wear down or maybe it won't. Um, it, it seems like it's pretty simple to open his pelvis up to thicken up whatever the, the mechanisms are in there. And since there's no ratcheting stuff in there, it shouldn't be too scary. But like that aside, like I, I am in love with the visuals of this figure. Um, I, I especially adore the gimmick they made up for him where he comes with these two little scorpion pals. And you can combine them with his claws to give him five-fingered claw hands, where the scorpions plug on and become the middle and ring fingers, uh, and then his regular pincers become his pinky and his uh, index finger. And then, like, the the thumb piece has, like, a double swivel so it can become a more human-like thumb. It's just a really cool design figure. I I like it a lot. I I love Master Maid's stuff. Um, In a world that is dominated by slot-filling toys, masterpiece alikes, and all that stuff. What Mastermade does is so against that grain, uh, and it's backed by, like, just really decent to solid construction. Um, I I like the fact that they're an entity in this marketplace still. Um, Also, I didn't pay... I sent Seth a link to the Big Bad Toy Store page where this figure is $200. 
I didn't pay that. Original pre-orders were, uh, I think, 20 bucks less. And then after the figure was produced, it came out that this figure was way more expensive to produce than Master Maid thought, so they had to up the price by 20 bucks. But if you had a pre-order in, then you were you were still set. Um, Transformation's fine. Scorpion mode's cool. Base mode is kind of dumb and doesn't really... It, base mode doesn't feel like you've actually transformed it into a base. It just feels like you've positioned the toy. Like, nothing really seems specifically engineered for that base mode, which is sort of a bummer. Mm. But uh, the Scorpion mode feels fantastic to transform into. It's a really nice transformation. Like, it's very straightforward, but clever with what's moving. So uh, I like the figure a lot. Um, if you can handle one at a convention in the summer or something, like, do you, like try to. Like, if someone is letting all his buddies and you're one of his buddies and you're some guys, like, hey, you're mess with my Destruction Scorpion, you know, like, number one, don't break it because don't be a scumbag. But mess with the figure like it. There are parts of it like the, the scorpion legs are on these like metal riveted spring loaded internal ratchets that feel incredible to move uh, at, at the base of their 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 joining point. Um, so anyway, I'll stop gushing. I, I, I like this toy a lot. It looks really cool. Uh, and they're doing the thing for it. They're doing for all their their releases now where they're releasing a, uh, a bust of this design that has a, a non-super deformed head sculpt and you can like remove this thing's head and put in the smaller kind of normal looking head if you want this guy to to be fit lame. in yeah to be lame <laughs> and then fit in with some other parts of your collection um anyway that's all of my on topic stuff uh Seth what do you think about the idea of Scorpionok putting scorpions on his hands to have real hands it seems fitting like to I, put scorpions on your scorpion to make hands. I, I love I love that idea. It's like, hey, how do we make him have five fingers? I don't know. Add scorpions. It'll work. They, also, they got shotguns for tails. It's pretty great. Um, let's let's go off topic. Let's do it. We haven't we haven't been off topic at all for this whole podcast. Let's do it now. Yeah. Uh, Seth, did you get anything off topic? I did. I got things from Japan. Whoa, that's, more things from Japan. That's in a whole other continent. Japan. Uh, so I got uh, a figure arts, um, a cane Tendo from Rum No One Half. So this was like uh, some exclusive figure, so it cost like more. And I was trying to not get it, mm-hmm. but as pre-orders went up for the Ryoga and. The fact that they were doing Ryoga is what made me backtrack and get the Ramnas. Um, I was like, man, I'm going to need P-Chan. And the only way to get P-Chan is with this cane, so I guess I got to pay all this extra money and get friggin' a cane. When I saw you post that photo on Twitter, I actually <laughs> smiled. I was like, I know this was a thing for Seth. I'm glad it's this has ended. Ex- yeah, most expensive, tiny, little, unpotable pig I ever bought. <laughs> Comes with but, this whole schoolgirl as an accessory. It's messed yeah. up. Like, yeah. Like, if I could have chosen a, an a cane for them to have done, I would have wanted her in her karate gi. But, uh, you know, it's fine. She comes with a bunch of faces. She comes with a big-ass mallet. A school bag. It's fine. Mm. Um, and, you know, it doesn't hurt to have a cane. I still haven't felt the need to get shampoo. So at this point, shampoo will be the only one I'm skipping. 
But if they announced that they were doing moose, then I'd probably have to get shampoo. Uh, but I'd be surprised if they did moose. Took me a second to remember who <laughs> moose was. There's a lot of characters in that show. He's the Chinese guy with the glasses, turns into a duck. Yeah. Has giant knives coming out of the sleeves of his robe. <laughs> and all kinds of other stuff. Oh, that would be a cool toy if they did that, because yeah. figures would go all nuts with those accessories. Like, here's the swap-in giant knives to put in yeah. his sleeves. I like Moose. He's one of my f- more favorite characters. I would also totally be down for a uh, Tatawane Kuno, the blue thunder of Forenken High. <laughs> that- but I would take Moose before Kuno. That guy was a dub actor that I legitimately enjoyed even once I kind of grew out of thinking dubs were the original audio yeah so when i got so my girlfriend had no idea nothing about no romnas and so when i got the 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 two romnas boy and girl i'm like kind of trying to explain briefly what romna one half is about i'm like okay so it's like this romance drama comedy martial arts anime where uh these the where ramna and this girl akane are betrothed to be married by a deal that their fathers made and uh while training in china with his dad ramna gets knocked into this pond so now water turns him into a girl and then his dad got thrown into a panda pond so now he turns into a panda then there's other guy who turns into a pig and she turns into a a, a, a kitten and this uh, there's this other dude called moose that turns into a duck and my girlfriend's like that all sounds really weird it's normal I'm like, I'm like and basically like all the female characters are in love with ramna and all the boy characters are in love with a cane and they to act like they hate each other but they actually uh, they're totally into each other but they just act like they hate each other and but there's exceptions and like, <laughs> like explaining this whole thing and then we'd never we didn't talk about it again <laughs> until i got the cane and she or yeah until i got the cane and she's looking at it still in the box and and I'm like, oh, and that's Pichan. So that that's Ryoga. And Ryoga's like, Ryoga's the coolest. Like, I love Ryoga. So, like, that's Ryoga when he turns into a little pig. See the little thing around his neck. Oh, no, I had opened it at this point, and I handed her the Pichan. I'm like, and that bandana around his neck, that's Ryoga's bandana. So, like, Akane doesn't know it's Ryoga, but Ramna knows. So, like, Ramna's always, like, punching the pig and stuff. And <laughs> then Akane gets mad. And then she punching just hands it back. Punching the pig. Yeah, and she just she hands Pichan back, and she's like, "This whole thing is just weird. I don't. Want, it's 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 all weird. <laughs> People turning into stuff, water. I don't know what you're talking about. It's weird. <laughs> People turning into stuff is weird. <laughs> this is true. So then we had a vacation on one of our days off. We went into San Francisco, mm-hmm. and we went to Japantown, which is always a good time. Uh, they have lots of restaurants in Japantown, and I haven't eaten at a bad one yet. Um, and they got this bookstore. So they have, there's a lot of shops in there where you could get, like, our kind of people would like, like, nerdy toy stuff. Um, the one I'll tend to buy stuff at the most is the bookstore that's there. 
uh, they have a DVD store that has a massive anime section, a sizable tokusatsu section, and then the rest of the store is just Japanese movies. And usually I'll go in there and look around, uh, but that store smells. <laughs> and Of what? It just, there's just like a funk that comes out of it. <laughs> like a stale nerd smell. And it was particularly bad that day. Like we were a good 10 yards from the door and just the stink wafted out. And I was like, I don't need to go in there this time. (laughs) It's kind of a bummer that it smells so bad in there or it can smell so bad. I've been in there where it didn't smell bad at all. And I've been in there when it smelled a little bit, but man, it smelled bad that day. If it's like a paper mold smell mixing with a BO. I don't know. It's just the funkiness that comes out of there sometimes. Mm. It's it's a bummer. Uh, But you go on a good day and it's fine. Don't be funky. (laughs) So at this bookstore, um, downstairs is nothing but manga. Um. But I don't read Japanese, so that doesn't do me much good. Mm-hmm. Um, but upstairs in the main store part, they have a section of like just loads of blind box stuff. So I'd usually end up getting a few things there. So the ones that grabbed my attention this time were Youth Days, um, which is like little packages of like little toy props things um it it looks like it's from a series set in the 80s because there's like a cassette tape walkman a big massive compute personal computer um a cassette tape boombox stuff like that Mm. and uh then i got three rock cats which are these little cats from a rock band and had had you seen the pictures of these things that I tweeted? I don't think I did. Um, I saw when you tweeted the photo that you were going to Japantown. And then I think I got really busy and didn't check Twitter for the rest of the day or something. Okay. Well, here's... Here's a picture of the boxes. And then we also got a couple sushi cats, but those are old news. We got some sushi cats last year. Yeah, everyone knows um, what sushi cats are. Yeah. Oh, I didn't on. see this. Those rock cats look fun. Right. So, unfortunately, I got doubles. No! So, I got doubles of the guitar player. So, I got two of the guitar player, and I got one of fan number 001. Oh, if I scroll down, I can see what you got. Yeah. So, uh, one of our buddies, John Spannering, studies Japanese. So he was able to translate the little cards that came with the rock cats inside. So the guitar player is one of two that have their name spelled in English, like in English letters. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them has a Japanese name. It's like Mosiko or something. And so I don't know why they all couldn't also have their names <laughs> written in English. Um or anglicized, or whatever you call that. Uh, but the guitar player is just straight name Sham. 
which is great. That's a great name. And on his little card, there's a illustration of him uh, looking in a mirror, brushing his fur. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, uh, Spandering translates, um, oh, I clicked on something else and the more correct translation disappeared. No! <laughs> it, it, it took, it took him two tries. Um, now I can't get it back. Wonder if I can How get did it. I do that? Anyway, so like with the fan on the fans card, it, it basically sits on. Oh, okay, I I found it. Hey. Okay, so for the fan, it says uh, fans who are always support the band witness uh, Chobi with his zero zero one member number at the venue. What kind of a th- what kind of enthusiasm can we see? I I see a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> and uh, and. Well, now I don't see the other part because it was two sections. And then he, but in the other part, it said something like, uh, when he gets to, to the venue, he goes straight to the merch table and buys a towel, even with the band's name on it, even though he already has one. <laughs> and then, uh, for sham, it says a person who has their own world sham. <laughs> What does he do when he's composing and talking himself up? And then the second part is um, Sham believes the world is his, especially when he's combing his fur, beautifully blending the colors of his coat. So thank thank the Lord for John Spannering to translate this stuff for me because it's fantastic. I love these old cats. I got to figure out how to get more. Go to Japan, Jan. Um, yeah, it can't always get down to the city easily, man. Uh, I mean, are you a fan or are you not a fan? I'm a total fan. All right, well. Um, yeah, and God, there's a bunch of them. <laughs> but they're super fun. Um, and they're like almost perfect size to go along with uh, six-inch figures. Like they're perfect cat size. So if you just want like rock and roll cats with various instruments standing around like your star Wars black figures or your hanging Figma, with, hanging Figmas. with Batman. Yeah. Um, they'll, they'll totally hook you up. Oh, and Sham's guitar is shaped like a fish. Well, what, what else? So that's cool. like? Yeah. There's a bass player, a singer, a backup singer, a drummer whose drum kit is made of like tuna cans a keyboard player and a second fan. There's two fans. Um but they're really neat. And then with the uh the youth days, so I got the I got number 5, the personal computer set, which is a uh, it, it's like do you remember the PCs that were the the desktop um, case that you put the monitor on top of. Oh yeah, like old timey Max. Right. So it, it's that kind of deal with a separate piece that's a keyboard, a separate piece that's a mouse, and a floppy disk that fits into a slot on oh, the front. I like that. Um, a coffee cup. Um, what we think is probably like a ginseng kind of a health drink. 
Um, Spannering was trying to translate the label, but that wasn't very clear as to what it was meant to be. But uh, I think it's some sort of health drink, like some ginseng tea or something. And then a uh, a makeup case. With the computer um, set. Yeah, that's all in the computer set. Okay. And then the then I also got the um, fast food set, which is the like the the instant ramen like cup of soup looking thing, and that's really kind of neat. So the 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 cup and most of the insides is one piece. Then there's like a transparent kind of amber color ring mm-hmm. that goes in around it. So it gives the illusion of the liquid oh, in cool. there. Yeah, which is really, really kind of cool. And then there's a paper piece that you cut out that if you want like the lid peeled back, then you stick this uh, cut out paper piece on. I didn't bother doing that. Mm. Um, and then a pair of chopsticks, a hamburger with a box like a fast food box, um, a thing of fries, um, a, a VHS cassette tape and, and case for it. And then do you remember that? I think they still make them, but like there was a thing for a while, like the, the sound activated, like dancing plant, Oh yeah, yeah. Kind like of a flower, and the, then you play music, and with wiggle. The, the cousin of the fish, in a way, the predecessor. Yeah, it didn't make noise on its own. Yeah. Like you would play music, and then it would wiggle back and forth, like it was dancing. So it comes with one of those, which is kind of like what dumb, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let me send you this tweet that has pictures of the the sides of the box that show all the options. Uh, the different sets. So I would totally get more of these too, because I was really hoping to get the uh the bar set and or the aquarium set. They're all great. Are they expensive? <laughs> um uh, the the cats were like eight bucks. I mean I meant the youth days sets. I forget how much the youth day sets were. They're probably around the same price. Okay. I'm guessing. Like eight bucks for all that stuff. At roughly one uh, one twelve scale, I think is a pretty good deal given how I was at Anime Extreme today and they had one of those one twelve scale school desks with a chair. Yeah, uh, that thing was like 20, 20 Canadian bucks and like obviously lots of parts, but like these things have a lot of tiny pieces, a lot of paint. It looks like. And I think that that set you're talking about that school set or the school desk. What is it like? A desk in a school, or the desk a school age kid would have at home. A desk in a school. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of a different set. Like it's like it's like the desk where uh, you know it's got a pencil thing, like a shelf in the front, but it's like the one that would be in the classroom. Okay. Because uh, last time I was in Japantown was about a year ago, almost exactly a year ago, and they had a um, a set that was like a desk that you would have at home. And that got you the desk and a chair. And that was like 20-something bucks. Then there were smaller blind pack sets where you would get different accessories that you would have in or around the desk. 
so like books and pens and stuff like that yeah so then you could do up your desk and i almost bought it and when we were going to japantown i was like they probably don't have it because it was a year ago but if they still got that desk i might grab that but yeah these these youth days sets are pretty cool i like I, mean, the, I like the public huh. phone a lot yeah that was the one i was i was thinking i could live without this <laughs> I, it, it just it looks like a it looks like a, a goofy prop that would yeah. work for like any situation well it looks like it comes with a bunch of calling cards <laughs> yeah, f- yeah phone cards are a thing over yeah. there like and uh like a can of juice or something yeah all these things having like these little extras and stuff like i kind of i would want to i think i just want all of them yeah the aquarium set comes with a couple cocktails like i like all the booze related ones um the the date set has the walkman a couple canned beverages a pair of sunglasses a film camera with a film roll that fits into the oh camera Oh god you're right <laughs> It's the part where the things fit into the things, like the floppy disk and yeah. the, the the VHS and stuff. Like yeah, the the boombox for the audio set has a cassette tape that fits oh, into it. I want just an audio cassette to give <laughs> to toys. Um, now this the size of the things, it works better, I think, with American six inch figures, so like your Star Wars and Marvel Legends, yeah. because they're a little bigger than um, like your figma figure art size six inch figure but i mean if you're if you're doing silly things with them like if your intent is to make funny pictures then i think having things like slightly off size helps yeah um but if you were like looking for serious props to make a serious diorama then they're probably not going to work with your figmas very well because they're going to be a little too big um, well, well, you know, many, many thoughts reaching out to all those serious diorama types. Yeah, but I sent you that. I sent you the link that of the picture with the Megatron and the, the soup, the, the instant ramen. And that Megatron holds those chopsticks almost perfect. It almost looks like he's holding chopsticks in a way that you would hold chopsticks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so all those sets are fun. I I totally would buy more. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Let's see if I can find them online or something. Get them sent to me, mail them to me. Let's put your feelers out. See if anyone's got some kicking around. Then I got really close to buying a derby hat, like a derby, like a brown derby. I'm trying to remember the shape of a derby hat. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up it's, right now. Okay. Um, yeah. So we're walking around. Um, this is not in Japantown. This is another day. We're walking around uh, uh, this. It's kind of a mall. It's kind of not a mall. It, it's called Montgomery Village, and it's in Santa Rosa. And there was a, a a hat store. And we wandered in there, and I was like, look at these awesome hats. Look I, at these awesome derbies. I, I might want to buy a derby. <laughs> I saw a guy wearing literally one of these on the bus today. Oh, was he cool? He seemed okay. <laughs> he, I couldn't tell if he was cool or a jerk. Like he had that, that kind of facial expression where I was like, that might just be, you have an unfortunate resting facial expression. 
or maybe you're a real just nasty guy. Are you sure it wasn't me? So he had <laughs> your facial hair kind of, but he was a, he was very gaunt and he seemed skittish about like he didn't want to cut in front of the line in front of anyone when we were getting onto the bus. And I was like, well, you were here before me. I'll just wait for you to get on. And then he was like staring at me, waiting for me to get on the bus. So I was like, okay, well, you got, you're the one with the with the bowler hat. Bowler hat, derby hat, right? Kind of interchangeable. I These specifically said derby. Okay, because I, I did the Google search and it's like, oh, wait, there's a whole thing here versus bowler. Let's see. I think it might have to do with the shape of the brim. I see the difference, but God, I could not tell you the difference in a pinch. Well, at a distance, I was like, oh, damn, are those bowlers? And then I picked one up and looked in underneath, and it said derby. And I was like, oh, der- I know what derbies are. Okay, well, it's similar, but it's, it's not the same. I like talked the- myself out of it when I realized, like, when am I ever going to wear this friggin' hat? <laughs> like everywhere? <laughs> if I had clothes that it went with <laughs> no he's got a hawaiian shirt shorts socks and sandals and a derby hat i i would never wear <laughs> socks and sandals i would never wear shorts outside i i detest the idea of having my legs uncovered in public at least where you wear high enough socks so you know yeah yeah No, if I had like brown pants and and a vest, like a like a suit vest, but not a suit jacket. Yeah. And a a derby, that would be a cool look. You go work down at the butcher shop. Yeah. Um, they had lots of cool hats there. They had just all the cool. They had top hats, like the shorter kind of top hat, and then the really tall top hats. Yeah, they had like Panama hats. They had all kinds of cool hats. That was a fun store to hang around in for a few minutes and look at the hats, and think about like, should I get one of these hats? Those derbies were about eighty five, eighty six bucks. You should get it. I'm I'm seeing a, a chart now of nineteen twenties men's hats. Uh huh. I I kind of like the I kind of like the Homburg. Couldn't pick it out of a lineup. It looks like a fedora to me, but it's not, I guess. Okay. Uh, just this angle makes it look like... Or the gambler. The Panama is not bad. The boater is terrible. I think you should get a boater hat. <laughs> I don't know what those look like. Um, there was a time in my 20s when I was super into ska music that I wanted a pork pie hat, but never found like a legit one. And yeah. they had a legit one there at this place. But one, it was too small. Two, um, I kind of got over wanting to dress ska. <laughs> well, also now that that hat's been kind of co-opted by genius cancer-ridden meth creators. Like, that's where I think the pop yeah, culture it's... puts it now. Yeah, now it's a Heisenberg hat. Yeah. And people would still call it a fedora. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, everything's a fedora. Don't don't ever forget that. <laughs> that didn't bug me until like I. It was when I realized how many of them were friggin' trilbies, and also I always hated trilbies. Yeah, and I it, think I think one of my girlfriend's brothers has a trilby, but uh, we 
uh, gently rib him by referring to it as his hipster hat. Yep. And he took exception to that one day, and he was like, this is not a hipster hat. And and we said, that's funny, because we see a lot of hipsters wearing that kind of hat. And he goes, I was wearing this hat before hipsters. Oh, no! No! No, <laughs> then, don't! You fell in a trap! <laughs> and then I started laughing hysterically and I said, so you're more hipster than hipsters. <laughs> and he's like, what? I'm like, I was into wearing hipster stuff before hipsters made it cool. <laughs> and that's then the kind of sentence you got to stop yourself. You, that's the sentence you have to listen to what you're saying when you talk <laughs> and just you got to stop when you get halfway through that sentence and go like, no, you know what? Let's just call it on this one. I'm going to go. I'm going to go take a lunch break. <laughs> I, I, I'm i clearly not on my game right now. Just let me have this lunch break, and I would let him have the lunch break. I'd be like, no, you, co- you stopped before something stupid happened. That's All right. Oh, that was fantastic. I was so happy when it happened. I was like, oh, my God, this is hard. I just feel yeah, that just, that's so low-hanging. It's, it's so, it's, I just feel bad. It's like a kicked puppy, you know, like. <laughs> anyway. Uh, hats. <laughs> I'm looking at hat charts now. What the hell? I don't know. Well, I know where this store is, so if I ever change my mind. Just a few miles north in Santa Rosa. I can't wear hats. My head's too big. Well, you just gotta get the right size one. You just gotta get one the right size. I know, but then it's, it's all this extra work. And then, What if I just don't wear hats? Yeah, well, so I went to a, a sports game, a, a, a baseball game, and I don't I don't have a hat, and because I also have a hard time finding hats that fit well, and I can't stand those hats like like the caps with the adjustable back, like the plastic thing and the little buttons. It's just they never fit right. Like I could get it around my head, but then they don't come far enough down, so it just feels like I got this little hat. Mm-hmm. That only comes like halfway as far down to my ear as it's supposed to. So I'm like, well, I'll I'll buy a hat when we're at the game. And so I, I go up to the booth where a dude's selling hats. And they're like fitted hats. And he goes, hey, what, what do you want? You want a hat? And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know what size. He goes, don't worry. I know. And he kind of looks at my head for a second. He goes, try this one. And it fit perfect. <laughs> Man. So apparently I'm a seven and five eights. Well, we gotta we gotta stop talking about hats. And I need to close this Google image search. Like right now. I closed it. Alright. Also I wanna I wanna throw it out there. I I don't actually dear listener who's glowering at their uh audio player with a hat upon upon their head, I don't hate you because of your hat. I just hate your hat. Because I can't wear them. Well, just you got you got to go to the store in Santa Rosa. I'm I'm sure they could set you up. They could, but the, I I shouldn't. It's going to open a world. Okay. Well, take your mind off it. I sent you the pictures I took of the rock cats with a shark to con. Oh, these are lovely. <laughs> I like these a lot, and these aren't hats. <laughs> I have I have a whole thing about baseball caps, and I just I can never get into it because everyone wears baseball caps. Yeah, I'm I'm not really a hat wearer like at all. I've never been. 
Uh, my head like kind of starts itching after a while. Ever since I was a kid, there's this p- this piece of just regular imagery that I can't ever take seriously, which is the person wearing a baseball cap who's also really angry. Because to me, baseball caps are kind of goofy, fun, happy-go-lucky shape. And I can't process the whole thing of wearing a baseball cap and looking really angry about something at the same time without it feeling really dumb. And I, I have no explanation for why. But to this day, that's been one of my things about baseball caps. It's like, it's like, it's like angry people who also are wearing big goofy bow ties. Like, I, I can't <laughs> deal with that either. Anyway, fashion corner. You're all welcome. All right. That one was free. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Well, off, or Well, while we were in Japan, Tom, my girlfriend got a new Kokeshi doll. Oh, hello. Um, She's into those. So this picture I sent you, um, the three off to the right with the very similar looking pink bows on top of their heads. Yeah. She had those before. She she said she found those at a thrift store and got them dirt cheap, which is amazing because these things are kind of expensive. Um, then the orange, kind of orange plaid looking one. Uh, that's the one she got uh, this last trip. And then last year when we went is when she got like the pink one and the the green samurai man. I am never going to remember to do this, so I'm just going to say it. Someone's got to, Seth, maybe link this photo in the thread when the thread is up. So it is a thing you can add as, as it'll be a multimedia podcast. But then you can look at what we're talking about. All right. Because these look pretty cool. Uh, but I think the chapter picture podcast picture is going to be the shark to come with the rock cat on his head. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, as I was sending you that, I thought maybe he'll use either this or the Megatron eating noodles. <laughs> Something about the shark. I have biases. I like yeah. shark decons a lot. <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, uh, I'm not picky, but yeah, so, um, they're wood, they're made of wood, they're painted wood. Um, and then like in some of the other stores we saw like really crummy looking plastic ones, but this, this store that was selling them is one of the coolest stores in the whole place. And the woman that runs it is, is great, but that they sell like tons of like tea sets and sake, uh, glass or cups and decanters and and uh all, all these like painted bowls and chopsticks and they just have tons of really really nice japanese things and she's from japan and you get the whole experience when when you buy something there like like she says all the japanese phrases and like takes your credit card with both hands and hands it back with both hands and bows and oh it's yeah it man i love that store it's so nice and they got such quality good stuff too it's it's a good store and reasonably priced a lot of stuff in san francisco is like way more expensive than it should be but uh yeah go to japantown if you're visiting san francisco it's a cool place 
I'm nodding. Yes. Lots of good food in there, too. Good food. I got a bento box. I went to Mr. Tonkatsu for today with Jacob. And so oh, yeah. Tonka tonkatsu, curry tonkatsu with cheese inside the tonkatsu. It's the most expensive thing on the menu, and it was pouring rain out. It was perfect, <laughs> perfect food. Um, any, anything right. else off topic on your no. end? No, no. Okay. No, that's it. I got a couple quickies to throw out here. Um, number one, big thanks to Chris Lasara uh, over on Twitter for hooking me up with a good deal on a couple things. Number one, National Nightmare is over. I have a red Voltron lion. So my Netflix Voltron no longer yells about finding the red lion when I try to play his noises. <laughs> I haven't even put the red lion on yet. That's like an insidious gimmick. I didn't to, to make the thing shout out what's missing to it, like it didn't occur to me you. until I put a three quarters Voltron together and realized he would just start shouting about the red lion until I took him back apart again. And I was like, this is rude. This is not cool. Um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't unpacked everything from when I got back last night, but red lion is, we, we have done it. Uh, also, uh, Chris, we have with some, uh, mythic legions. I'm almost done talking about them for a good, good, till next year but i have i have three more uh i got uh malleus so now i got the one that seth got that made me interested in them in the first place yeah boy malleus is is a real he's a good boy he's a, he's, he's a happy skeleton boy with his two gigantic axes uh i also, forgot the dumb name i made up for him <laughs> uh the second one was Carpathius, uh which is the 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 vampire in the black and purple armor with the the spooky Nosferatu head. And the third one was Sir Valgard, the one and only Kickstarter exclusive toy in the whole line. Uh he's a dwarf, but he's with Gideon Heaven's Brands boys, so he's in the fancy pants gold and purple armor. So now I have a dwarf. Uh probably the best painted one, if I were to say so. Um, and then I also, I got a fourth Mythic Legions figure off of eBay. Uh, oh, eBay. It's the last time I'm going to do it, I swear, but. It must I, be nice to be rich to be able to afford eBay prices I on spent, your Mythic Legions. spent a good long time punching my way through auctions trying to find ones that were not psychotically priced, and I got me a Pixis. So I got the other currently released member of the Red Sun, Red Star Sons or whatever. He's the uh, he's the skeleton in the the gladiator armor in metallic blue. Uh, so most most of my want list is now satisfied. So I'm I'm feeling good and and feeling very thankful. Um, the other thing I did that was off topic is today. So Jacob takes his coffee very seriously. So when I was I, I went to an audition today and then afterwards I saw at Starbucks that they have this silly unicorn thing that I hadn't heard of before. <sighs> So I said, Jacob already bristles when I go to have a coffee with him and then I buy a vanilla frappuccino. So uh -huh. I, after we went for, for, for a meal, I said, Jacob, we got to go to Starbucks to have men's coffee. And he already knew something was up. <laughs> so we went there and I said, Jacob, don't look at the menu. And so he looked at the menu and saw the thing and he gave me this look. And so I said, hi, I would like to buy the unicorn thing. And then they said, uh, well, we uh, just so you know, we can't make it pink. 
We're out of whatever makes it pink. <laughs> and I said, that's fine. <laughs> because it's still gonna, it's gonna be white and turquoise. That's still something. And I wanted to know what it tasted like, because I knew nothing about it, except that I saw a picture of it somewhere. Uh, I, I actually kind of like it. Uh, because it's like some stupid, like, f flavor swirl thing. But at least when I had it today, half the flavors seem to just be, like, sour fruit. And I love sour fruit. So I kind of enjoyed myself. I just got like this. I, I actually, because I don't go to Starbucks very much. So I, I had, I was the guy who said, uh, when they said, what size? I said, what's the name of your smallest size? And she was like, tall. I was like, all right, I'll have a tall one. And then I, in the back of my head, had that thing that I'm sure people have spent years talking about already, which is why is the smallest size called tall. But yeah, it was, it was okay. It was all right. I'm, I'm not going to push it on people. So that Ichabod guy that was on the uh, Pre-Order 66 podcast. I heard of him. Uh, tweeted a picture of holding one yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I just replied, dot, dot, dot. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I I think it tastes really good. Well, and then I see my boss and he's holding a Starbucks cup. Like for hot drinks. Yeah yesterday morning i'm like oh man you want the starbucks you didn't get one of them unicorn drinks and then his like eyes lit up and he's like oh i heard about those like uh, uh i want to try one i'm like oh a dude i know on twitter got one he goes did he say it was good is it good I'm like, come on man <laughs> he's like this dude's like really kind of a man's man kind of a dude well this <laughs> like, is a drink for a man's man that's why i got it with my favorite coffee drinking friend jacob and he got so excited for this uh, and then i like, could barely get jacob in a photo with it i said here jacob can you hold my drink for a second and he refused like granted i was also holding my phone pointing it at him <laughs> but um, uh, i'm with jacob on this uh, the only reason i i knew about them was because it was on the news that morning. <laughs> it was a thing on the news. And then just to like make you think that they didn't just like slide a uh, live read Starbucks commercial into the middle of the news. They tried to make it seem like a news article by saying uh, like some people are critical of the drink because they say it's marketing directly so, to children. Some people are critical of the drink. <laughs> Because, yeah, because it is marketing pink. to children. That's <laughs> like you guys just did a Starbucks commercial. You are shameful. Be ashamed. Some people are critical of the burger, saying that it is not as good as Burger King's. But McDonald's begs to differ. Uh, I, I I think it tasted really good after the first couple sips, and it started to taste like citrus fruits. So I don't know if I got lucky. I don't I don't actually know how the process works on how they. My mix understanding those is there's layers of flavor. Okay, because mine just started to taste like a whole lot of really good like lemon stuff, and I, I liked it a lot. I'm kind of glad I got a small one because I would have drunk a big one if it kept tasting as good as it did. Granted, I love sour. I think sour is the superior kind of sweet. So take that as you will. That's my review of the... Uh, uni we are not sponsored by Starbucks. Uh, we're, we are an anti-corporate podcast. I'll just throw it out there. Burger King is garbage. 
people who who proponent Burger King are deluded. People who come up to me and constantly say, "Hey, man, but what about chicken fries?" Uh, those people <laughs> should should probably go try chicken tenders because that's what chicken fries are, except better. Uh, what is this? What did you just send me? <laughs> So fast food place around here, um, I think they're more of a Western state. Like, I don't think they're national because I, I brought up Jack and Box to you in the past and you had no idea what I was talking about. And this I is think true. some East Coast peeps have been uncertain what I meant when I said Jack in the Box. So a couple of years ago, Jack in the Box started doing their like their late night munchy menu, which is like this that they don't start selling them till after 9 p.m. and they're clearly marketing to stoners. Oh, I and remember those. Their yeah. burgers are friggin' disgusting because it's just like we took this hamburger and melted cheese and jalapeno poppers and pile them all up. Deal with that, you disgusting pile of barf. So now they have munchy mashups, and it's like hash browns, like they're fried hash brown logs with slot port all over the top of them and they look yeah they look horrifying this just looks kind of like a splat yeah so yeah we went to jack in the box the other day um because we were starving and didn't have a lot of dignity and some jack in box stuff is really good um i mean as a franchise i would just assume it's better than burger king i i would probably say yeah even though sometimes i really want a whopper um oh don't do that too. No. <laughs> but the the jumbo jack is probably a better burger uh than the whopper like uh, anyway. let's just, i just need to know you're not gonna tell me chicken fries are valid and viable right like you're no, not... they're, they're dumb okay because you just... gotta get a jack-in-the-box taco that's where it's at chicken fries are just <laughs> really weedy thin chicken fingers they're just failed chicken fingers how why do so many people keep telling me butt chicken fries? Like, have none of you ever had a chicken finger? There's a whole friend called there's a whole franchise called Popeyes that like the, are, they built half their back on chicken fingers. God, I hate chicken fries. They're just no. Yeah, but anyway, so as we're leaving the drive-through, that's the first time I noticed the these uh, the the poster they had in the window for the munchy mashups. And I was just like, what the hell is that? My girlfriend looked and she's like, ugh, the, looks terrible. I'm the, like, and then, then I just go, here's your tray of slop fatso. Try to eat this with dignity. The the picture of an actual one that someone bought where it's not a, a nice dolled up like product shot is the best because it just looks, it's like the food equivalent of falling down a staircase, but a very short staircase. Well, even the dolled up pictures look just like, slop it just yeah. looks like a tray of slop slurp this down anyway close out bakey hash that's what it's called they're marketing <laughs> to freaking potheads hey yo uh, i kind of like how they threw an apostrophe into the word hangry on hangry chicken <laughs> so that it's they're like no but you see the h is for hungry that's what the word hangry means like thanks jack in the box i didn't know Thanks for telling me. Uh, to close out this section, Burger King is garbage. Thank you. And that's also the end of the podcast. Seth, thanks for joining me. Okay. Um, 
we'll be back uh, with some more Transformers talk uh, in the near future. And uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, and if you're listening at a Burger King, just pour your drink on the floor and leave. But that's probably the least gross part of the drink. I know, but just saying. I don't know. I still like a whopper every now and then. Get, pour your drink on the floor and leave. <laughs> It means, but you got some badass perpetrators that are here to stay.